Hello and welcome back to Fireside. Today, well, and also the next couple of weeks is going to be ever so slightly different in that rather than submitted questions, I am sharing a little bit about what it's like in Finish With Confidence. So I've got some actual real life questions that people who took Finish With Confidence were asking. I have obviously anonymised them but I'm sharing the answers as well just to kind of give a little bit of insight into how it is to do the kind of email support that is integral to finish with confidence and talk about some of those things that come up when we're trying to get something finished. Um, Finish with confidence will be coming back in March very excitingly there will be slightly fewer places than last time so if you would like to get on the wait list well and also find out more about the course and read some testimonials you can do that at kateferris.com forward slash finish with confidence but for today's episode I want to talk a little bit about trends that come up when we do multiple projects and the things that we start to notice. So one of the people in the last cohort said that whenever they start a project it kicks off with excitement and then they start to worry and then they start to get into a bit of a frenzy and then there comes the procrastination and there comes the fear. So they were worried that they would get stuck in that procrastination and fear stage and wouldn't shift out of it. They said they have a tendency to hyper-focus on a project and then burn out and not come back to it, or at least take forever to come back to it. And I thought I'd talk a little bit about this because I think it's somewhat common that there does come this kind of cycle of that initial excitement and then what comes after it. So this is what I said to this person. The the cycle that you describe and the hyper-focus and the burnout suggests that your experience of work is of high peaks and low troughs rather than natural blips on a graph. And while there will always be an up and down element, it seems as though you're experiencing this in extremes which are deeply uncomfortable and scary. And obviously, that's not how we want to be working things through. And I think this is a kind of, for those of you listening, there's almost a sense sometimes that this is how things should be that whether it's because we believe work has to be hard and difficult or it's this weird kind of thing of well if I want to be doing the thing that I want to be doing then I have to suffer hardship in order to deserve it maybe I don't know but I think that might be an element here but I just want to reiterate that like this isn't where we want to be. <laughs> we don't want to be experiencing work in this way. Um, 
And I don't believe we have to either. It is something that we shouldn't just accept as like, oh, well, this is what it's like to be self-employed and working for yourself. Don't we have to kind of get over this and become kind of emotionally removed from it and experience the natural blips on a graph rather than this huge up and down um, of the emotions of the experience. So what I said to this person was, well, first of all, I gave them some questions to ponder because very often we're like, oh, that's the cycle. <laughs> and we and kind of don't ask the right questions if we ask any questions. So the key one was, do you feel like you're at the point of being able to look at that worry or frenzy from the outside in? So can you rationalise this while you are in it? So I personally experience deep discomfort and resistance at the start of working on something, which makes me procrastinate. Now, this was something that I used to beat myself up about loads until I recognised it as a pattern and a part of how I work. So now I can catch that. So when I'm experiencing that discomfort and resistance, I can see it and rationalise it while I'm in it and I can treat it neutrally by not beating myself up and generally just move through it quicker because I understand this is part of it, this is happening, let's get back to work. Another question is how long does the cycle usually last? Are there times that the procrastination lasts longer than others? Or are you able to see that it trends of it lasting longer over time? So this is an important question because if you're afraid of the procrastination lasting forever, um, can you gather any evidence to support that fear? To see that it is heading in that way? If you can't gather any evidence, then you've rationalised that fear. Like, it's not happening. So let's keep moving past it. But if you can gather that evidence, well, then you've rationalised it into a fixable problem that we can solve rather than this fearful maybe. So... What this person said was that they, because they know that they can kind of journal themselves out of this sort of cycle, if you like, um, which actually was means there's quite a lot of positives in this situation that, you know, you're not lost and out of control and not having a clue what's going on. You can, when you can recognise the cycle when you're in it, that is really the most important part because you have agency and perspective at the time you need it most. You're not just being taken along on this river, just unable to swim. You can identify what makes it worse. You can identify whether there's any pattern of it worsening over time and you can identify what the good coping methods are and build them into a daily habit. 
So actually, this happens quite often when you're afraid of something happening. But when you take some steps back to actually look at what's going on, you can find that it's not as bad as you were worried about and that you have a lot of the tools that you need. What is left is the fear. The fear that that trough part of the cycle, that kind of procrastination part of the cycle could last a long time. There's the anticipation and dread of that low coming and just the memory of it in your body and the adrenal responses it raises. And we kind of end up living in this anticipation of falling into this cycle even when we're not and that what actually is needed is a bit of kind of self-soothing a way to remind all the impulses in your body that right now they're safe and they don't need to be activated and to just like I said step out and rationalize it and see all the ways that you have things under control We worry about the potential problem as if we are having the problem. And so we might as well be having it at that point. So we worry so much about procrastination that that worry becomes the procrastination. We are so fearful of being in fear, but we actually are in fear. So it's this anticipation of the problem that means we actually are experiencing a problem. That's the problem. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. But just to... It's good to look forward to potential problems or potential issues, potential bumps, potential things that could get in your way. But to do that in a very action-orientated way of... I have this cycle, there's potentially an issue coming up that I might procrastinate, what can I put in place now to smooth that road? Rather than, oh god, I've got this cycle, I'm really afraid that I'm going to procrastinate and then what will happen and everything will go wrong. So that's, if you are somebody who knows there's some sort of pattern or you just experience a lot of fear when you're starting a project hopefully that gives you something to think about so on the topic of these kind of unhelpful trends in the way we think about our work somebody else in finish with confidence had a slightly similar thing where they said that they when they are working on their project they're really enjoying it they're feeling good about the direction and then when they're not working on it they question everything <laughs> it's they said it's not exclusively that because obviously our confidence in something dips and ebbs and flows with you know the weather even it doesn't have to even be anything to do with the project but they did notice this as a trend and didn't know how to reassure their brain and I think this is a really common one and it's definitely something that I have as well where 
I will kind of, I'll have been working on something and I'll go for a walk and I'll think about all the things that are well wrong with it. And, oh, maybe it's actually really not that good and maybe it's not original and maybe it's not helpful and, you know, all those things. And then when I come back and I sit down and I re I reread it and I'm like, this is quite good. <laughs> you know, actually... I think this is really saying something. So I would prefer it to be this way around. I would rather be reassured by the thing itself that it's good rather than, you know, going about the world being like, this is the best thing that has ever been made and it's actually a little bit rubbish. Um, yeah, I want I want to be able to go back to a piece of work and be like, wow, this is actually better than I thought it was (laughs) rather than oh this is not that good um I imagine that what this happens because when you're in that downtime whether you've gone for a walk or you're just you know existing in life your brain has that space to spiral a little bit more and it has that distance from the project itself where it's not quite fully remembering it and you know the main thing is that you clock it as a pattern and you know when you are working on your project that you do believe in it the rest of it actually is very manageable like the rest of it isn't a problem it's only a problem in that it affects our experience of day-to-day life but it's not a problem in terms of the project itself so during those moments that the doubts rise up you just have to be really conscious about taking them in hand and managing them and not making them mean something they don't So now that you know, oh, this is something that I've done quite a few times before, it's not, you have to physically, not physically, consciously stop yourself from thinking those thoughts because this is a pattern and you know the next time you open the document, you're not going to think the same thing. So it's not letting those thoughts ruin the present moment for you. And yeah, let the project itself be the proof if you need to, open it up and read a few pages and be like, oh no, this is good, we're fine. (laughs) Um, And just when you're worrying about it, remember how you felt when you were working on it. Remember that enjoyment, that pride, that aha moment you had and let that override the doubts. So that's it on those unhelpful trends. Um, Next week will be a blog post omnibus um, of all the posts from February and January because I didn't do one in January because there was only one post. Um, So that's something to look forward to. And then in the rest of March, there will be a couple more episodes like this, which is taking real questions and situations that people had about their projects and kind of how we got through it together. Um, If you would 
If you're interested in Finish With Confidence and finding out more about it, it's a 10-week program where you get a kind of prompt of something to do every Monday and then you get email support with me to go through what's going on with your real life and your real project and yeah it was really magical last time people had some really great results beyond finishing their thing you know it's really changed a lot of the way that people work um so you can get on the waiting list at katefarris.com forward slash finish with confidence and yeah I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you have a really great week